Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I'm Brandon and with me as always is Steven talking about breaking out of your comfort zone. First, we will define what we mean by the phrase comfort zone and follow up with our thoughts on if breaking out of this is something to strive for. Next, we'll split up the action to talk about our spotlight episode with Beneath the Hollow and talk about a new addition to our platforms, live streaming. Finally, we will wrap up our conversation by discussing if living in your comfort zone is the ultimate goal and what positives and negatives come with that lifestyle. I think comfort zone uh, is a place of, I guess, low risk just very nonchalant, like this is my everyday life. I'm not going to try anything new. It's just going to be like what I've always known, things that don't challenge me, things that don't scare me, just all the things that make my life as easy as possible, make me feel comfortable, and uh, that's the zone that I'm going to stay in. I, I know a couple of your comfort zones just by knowing you. What, right, so your comfort zone, watching big guys tackle big guys. <laughs> <laughs> I do like watching those big guys tackle the other big guys. All right, that's one of them. Uh, I think Taco Bell is a comfort zone. <laughs> I'd say probably any fast food is like comfort food for me. Just any shit food whatsoever is just like, that's my comfort food, I guess. Definitely, definitely. I think th- those, are, those are two of your main ones that come to mind. Even, even I also think like this goes beyond just these obvious things. Even when you're writing music, I think you've got a sort of comfort zone that you could stay in sometimes and that you try to like break out of it. Yeah. Well, that's something I want to get into here with the next thing. Do you think breaking out of your comfort zone is something we should be striving for in the context of being young adults? All the time. This has yeah. been, for, for my life, one of the most important things that I've done is what growing up i feel like if i if i were to pinpoint one thing about myself that i disliked it was i never broke out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. i always played it safe with everything that i did and as a result i never felt like happy with who i was because i felt like i wasn't really kind of as we said in the last episode reaching my potential because i was so ridiculously comfortable all the time and i don't like being comfortable in general i know that sounds stupid but whenever i'm trying to make progress in my life i the only way that you're ever going to do it is by stepping outside and my my like i don't know if it's hard to say it's a philosophy but kind of like kind of one of my philosophies is in life you're on a road and every time you stay within your comfort zone it's just sort of a straight road but if you're not happy with how things are or things are just i mean you basically you know what to expect but every time you do something that's out of your comfort zone, like you go out one night that you wouldn't, you weren't planning on it, or you ask the girl out, the girl out that you've been wanting to talk to for a long time, it's almost as if you took a, you went down a different road, and then now you've entered a whole different set of circumstances of how your life can go. And that's why I think it's actually really exciting to step outside of your comfort zone. I I think a big distinction here too is like routines and things that get you towards your goals i don't know if i would put in the same category as like being in your comfort zone the prime example example i'm thinking of here is like if i really want to be in good shape you know my comfort zone might be going to the gym every day well not that that's my routine going to the gym every day to get the physical goals that i want out of my life 
but I'm still getting out, out of my comfort zone by pushing myself towards something. I think a comfort zone is more on the, the lines of kind of remaining stagnant, not really going towards anything. Like I think of, you know, a, a year or so back, one of the things that I struggled with in my life was, you know, I had given up on music and didn't really know what I was going to do with my career. So basically my Monday through Sunday looked like, you know, Monday through Friday, I had the nine to five job. I'd come home, I'd play video games until bed. I'd go to bed. And then on the weekends, I'd either be, you know, going to the bars with friends or, um, you know, just doing things that I didn't feel like were progressing me towards anything. It was just a comfortability. And the funny thing is, I think because I got so used to trying to step out of my comfort zone in my like music pursuits, I started to feel uncomfortable with the idea of a comfort zone because it kind of feels like you're settling, don't you think? I think that anytime you stay within your comfort zone for too long, you are just settling. You're, you're just, yeah. ah, this is just what life is. So a lot of times if, if people complain about their life, but they've just stayed in their comfort zone. I'm just like, right. well, no shit. Those are the results that you've gotten. Exactly. <laughs> what That's did you really expect? <laughs> yeah. It's like, why are you complaining? You haven't done anything to, to break out of this, to, to face your fears, to, to take a chance that you've never taken before. And that's why you're getting the results that you're getting. But you know what those people love to do at the same time? They love to do things where, let's say I step out of my comfort zone. Those are the people who like to say, oh, like, how is it? And if it sucks, then they're like, oh, yeah, it sucks. Well, you chose to do that. They love right. to just rip on you and act like you're an idiot for doing that. And I just want to fire back and be like, you realize that you are unhappy with your life because you literally do the same thing all the time. You never step outside of your comfort zone and you, you still expect that your life is supposed to be awesome. Well, sorry, it's not how it works. I remember a friend of mine, a close friend of mine who had just graduated from college with a theater degree, super talented, was talented when we were young, talented in college, talented after college. And I would listen to this friend complain every night about how they didn't have anything with their theater career going on. They didn't have any like gigs or, or auditions or whatever. And I, or any parts or whatever. And I was like, well, have you gotten any auditions this week? And they're like, well, no, because I got this going on. I got this going on, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, look, if, if you have something you want to strive for, you actually have to put yourself outside of this comfort zone. You have to, you know, take a risk by going to an audition and being told that you're not good and then go to the next audition and then the next audition, have that resilience to continue pushing towards this thing that you want. You don't get to stop doing this stuff because it's scary and you, because you want to be, you know, you don't want your feelings hurt and then get to complain about it afterwards because you, you just like became paralyzed in the thing that you used to really want to do. Exactly. It's, it's a really good point, but you know that people still love to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it seems exactly. obvious. Well, the funny thing is you and I had a conversation before we recorded this episode about there's not really any, you know, you and I can sit here and talk about, you know, what the right and wrongs are, what we think is the best way to live life to the fullest, all this stuff. But honestly, there's no formula for how life is supposed to go right. You know, we talked, we had an episode about dating apps and the general consensus from that episode was that, well, not the general, I guess 
you know, the you and Daniel thought, you know, you kind of just use it casually, low expectations, whereas Danny thought it was for something bigger. But if we want to sit, let's just say we take your and Daniel's argument and say, oh, well, dating apps isn't something I can legitimately find love with. Well, there are people out there who are married and they met on Tinder or Bumble or something like that. Mm -hmm. So to sit to to say that this is the right way to live life and this is the formula for success. Here's the 10 ways to get rich, you know, all this stuff. It's kind of BS and there's no real formula. So for people, so I think what what I try to do, and I think you you are similar on this, is I try to think of the ways that could possibly set me up for the best chances of success. It's not necessarily that I think my way is right compared to anybody else's. I just think, what is the best chance of success that I have? And this is what I'm going to do to set myself up for that, for the things that I want, for the things that I fulfilled. I've had times in my life where I haven't done that, like I talked about over a year ago when I was just Monday through Friday, work, video games, and then weekends doing whatever somebody else wanted to do. But for the most part of my young adult life, I have tried to push towards things that I felt would set me up for the best chance of fulfillment. And my point also with this is for people who might sit back in their comfort zone and then criticize, uh, you know, for you failing or something like that, I feel like you don't have the answers either. And at least I'm out here trying. You're just sitting in the same old, same old, not not branching out. You know, I encourage you to branch out, to see what you could become, to see what potential you could live up to rather than just, you know, working the same job your dad had before you and his dad had before him and in the same town you've always lived in without ever challenging your own thoughts and feelings or beliefs, you know, any of that stuff. Yeah, and it, the thing I think people forget a lot of times is everything in life that you enjoy, you you had to try it. Everything everything yes. in your life right now, if you would have never stepped out, that thing would have never become a part of your life. And if you're bored with your life or you feel like, oh, man, there's no, nothing's really working out, that next experience is out there waiting for you. And if you just sit there and don't allow anything to happen, then nothing's going to happen. And you're going to be miserable, and you're going to be pissed off. And the thing is, is it's not to say that you, you can't be happy living within your, your bubble or within your comfort zone, because you can be happy and find happiness in it. However, if you're going to actually improve at things, right. you can't really do it when you're living inside your comfort zone. Because, like, a, a good example for me is Second City. I made a video about uh, how it was such a, a big help for me. Like, I don't like improv comedy, really, and I don't even know how to stress <laughs> how uncomfortable that Second City improv made me. But at the same time, it was... It, it, like I kept sticking it through because I felt myself changing in ways that I wanted. Like, I no longer got those nerves when somebody... Um, said, all right, Stephen, go up there and do this. Like, I had done yeah. that so many times. Like, I had been conditioned to do it. And I love the idea of you can make yourself better by stepping outside of your comfort zone. Uh, it's a, a really, really good example of this is um, I think a lot of people actually could probably sing. Like, everyone always says, oh, you know, I wish I had a good singing voice. But I bet 90% of those people are nervous to sing around people. And they're never going to get better if they don't do anything. I guess my argument too would be that that's a good point. I, I my argument too for the people that are 
either afraid of stepping out of their comfort zone or think that it's unnecessary is when you don't go out of your comfort zone, when you don't challenge yourself, when you're not growing, you limit your ability to really know yourself and know what works for you and what in life you can handle, what in life you should push yourself on, all this stuff. And so as you grow older, you lose out opportunities to do things. When you, when you're a young adult, you have the opportunity because you don't have as many responsibilities. You have the opportunity to take risks and be able to recover from those things. And so that's the opportunity to learn who you are, but also push who you are, push the ceilings higher than you've ever pushed before. And if you, if you forsake that journey, I think it'd be a good argument to say you have a better chance of looking back on your life in regret because mm-hmm. you never took those chances. And now, you know, I'm 40, 50 years old. I don't know what I'm good at anymore. Or I don't know what what things I would have liked to have done when I was younger or my body was more capable. Or, you know, maybe I would have liked to, to try a different career path. Maybe I would have, you know, liked to spend less time at the bars and spend more time at the gym. You know, any of these things, pushing yourself in ways that, Maybe you haven't always known, but can, like your Second City experience did, Mm -hmm. push you in a way that you saw change in yourself and grew from that. One of my favorites, uh, when I was in seventh grade, I was starting to try to do uh, some training, like physical training to get, actually it might have been eighth or ninth grade. But I went to see this Olympic gold medalist, Jay Schroeder. He was in the Minnesota area. He trained a lot of athletes. He trained uh, Adam Archuleta, who was a pretty famous safety in the National Football League. You know me. I love big guys tackling big guys. You love big guys tackling other big guys. (laughs) No, but he talked about how when he was standing up on the first place or the gold medal, uh, what do you call them, the platforms, um, the stage, whatever, when he was standing up there, he wasn't thinking about, holy shit, I just won the gold medal. He talked about how the only things that p- passed through his mind was all the hard work that he had done to get to that stage. So you think about if you're constantly remaining in this comfort zone, in this constant you know, state of, I guess, settlement, I guess, yes, you couldn't be kind of happy with that and content with that, but the reward of pushing yourself to things and discovering things and and getting something out of that discovery, getting something out of pushing yourself, I feel is so much more impactful and leaves you with a chance to actually do something of significance with your life rather than just, oh, I'm just going to keep doing these things until I die, I guess, you know? Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) So this is, I guess, I can ask you, What's some advice that you could give to someone who struggles with breaking out of their comfort zone? Because a lot of people do. Like it's it's an actual kind of paralyzing fear that they have. So what would you say, since you have been someone who bre- tries to break out of your comfort zone, what would you say to those people? Well, from personal experience, when I lived within my comfort zone all the time, I think were some of the most unhappy times within myself because I genuinely had a tough time seeing much in myself and I gained so much confidence and belief in myself when I stepped outside because the first time that you step outside of your comfort zone on something that's really scary for example when I moved to Tennessee when I was 19 
and, and went to the University of Tennessee where I met Brandon, I, um, I was definitely nervous because I had no, I never even had been to the state of Tennessee before and I didn't know what was going to happen. But the reason why I was so adamant on making this decision was by going there, not only was I just, was that decision in itself stepping out of my comfort zone, but now everything that I was doing, like going there, it was as if I created an alternate path for my life. And on that alternate path, I met some of the most incredible, influential people in my life that I would never, ever would have met. And as a result, sure, there was a lot of low patches there, but the confidence that I built up in myself came as a result of conquering that. And I think for anyone who is terrified of stepping outside of their comfort zone, probably the number one reason I think to do it is to build up confidence within yourself. Because every time that you do it, it's like conquering another one of your demons. And there's no way that there's that you're going to ever feel bad about doing that. Like the most to me the most powerful things are when we prove ourselves wrong. That to me is better than anyone else saying, "Well, wow, I never I never thought you could do that." And I I I think that's legitimately like the main reason that I do it cuz yeah. it feels awesome. And I think that coming from someone who I, I've openly said before, I really struggled with my self-esteem for a big part of my life. And the reason why I have so much confidence within myself today is because of the hundreds and thousands of times that I w- stepped outside and did something. And then I, it, I, it just felt so incredible. And I, that's why I continue to do it. I would also argue, too, just with you talking about how when you started to step outside of your comfort zone, you had some real low points. I would argue that those low points were probably the most valuable part about stepping outside of your comfort zone because those low points made you look at yourself and think, okay, how do I need to either kind of adapt to these low points or set myself up so that the toxicity of those low points don't impact me going forward? I mean, would you say that that's accurate? Yeah. I always say how people need to be humbled in life. And I do think that if your life is great and really comfortable, one of the problems that happens is you kind of become not empathetic towards other people and you can't see other people's perspectives because you've never stepped outside to see them. And me personally, it's incredibly important that I'm able to see other people's perspectives because otherwise you just become so disconnected from things. So yeah, I think it was it was incredibly important that I I have gone through some tough times as a result of stepping outside because it was through those that I realized like, oh wait, this very like blunt and aggressive attitude that I've, I've, I like the way that I speak, maybe there's a time and place for it. And maybe that there is a time where I need to like take a step back and maybe there is some benefit to slowing things down. Like in the South, things were a lot slower and maybe there was some benefit to that, that I had been overlooking. And there was, there's, there's just, there's so much beauty within everything, or at least I see it that it's just seems foolish to stay where you're at and not explore those things because you just become a smarter, more well-rounded person. And who doesn't want to become that? Yeah, exactly. And so I guess if I were to give my advice for people who struggle with breaking out of your comfort zone, I would say you can look at it from a couple different angles. Number one, when you don't break out of your comfort zone, it's typically something that you know that you should do a lot of times. Like for instance, you know, maybe my comfort zone is the, are, are those comfort foods that I just, you know, anytime that I want to numb myself or I, I don't want to, 
you know, deal with things. I'll eat these crappy foods. And then after I do it, I might get that like that first high of, okay, now I'm, I'm back to my equilibrium because I ate this food and I'm feeling good again. But then after I do it, it's, it's like a compounded negative because not only am I upset that I didn't go for something outside of my comfort zone, but I'm also upset that I specifically did something that is damaging to my personal growth. And so it's like this vicious cycle of being upset with yourself over this thing that didn't allow you to push yourself even further. Another angle is, again, this idea of something that's so rewarding that, you know, you you don't really realize it until, oh wait. folks you guys might be surprised by this sound but steven and i have come up with a new segment part of the everything must go podcast it's called off the top where we ask random questions rapid fire and we have to answer them off the top of our heads all right here we go what is your most embarrassing childhood memory um i in middle school i was running out of study hall and the teacher opened up the door and I smashed right into it and wiped out and all my papers went flying in front of everyone in study hall. Dude, you're, you were dope back then. <laughs> um, the lead singer of The Fray dies and they come to you to ask you to be the replacement. What do you do? I say I respectfully decline. I'm, I'm never going to live up to Isaac's brilliance. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. Uh, what is the cringiest thing you've done to pick up a girl? Uh, um, um, I have walked up to them and like saw there was a band on their t-shirt and even though I didn't know anything about it I tried to start a conversation with it and then got denied (laughs) Um, tomorrow you get a dream job offering or tomorrow you get a dream job in Siberia and they offer you one million dollars to take the job but you have to do it for two years. You're not allowed to take a single day off. And if you show up late to work one time, you have to pay back all the money and you're fired. Do you take it? Fuck no. <laughs> 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 all right. That's it. That's our. <laughs> so, yeah, we uh, we had talked about breaking up the podcast a little bit with uh, a new segment. That segment, again, is called Off the Top. Just something real quick to give you guys a little inside <laughs> glimpse into Steven and I. <laughs> That's an interesting one. Right. <laughs> I had to think for a second, but I was like, I can't think. I just got to answer. <laughs> Do you think you'd take that? Hell no, I wouldn't take that. No. Fuck that would no. be so terrible. Two years living in Siberia would be awful. Like, And you can't sure, be one... late once. <laughs> yeah, right? Because imagine like getting really far into it. Like You've only got two weeks left, and you show up like one minute late to work. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I would probably get up like four hours early and just get there like two hours early every fucking day just so I didn't lose out on that opportunity. Having to work every single day too for two years would be pretty tough. You can't take one day off. Do you want to hear my cringiest thing I've ever done to pick up a girl? I kind of, yeah. So I, um, sophomore year of college, you probably know this story because this was at University of Tennessee. I went to 
laser tag, laser quest with Matt Gordon of all people. Uh, oh, our God, audience doesn't know who. <laughs> our audience doesn't know who Matt Gordon is, but it's kind he of an inside the most, joke. Most unnecessary shout-outs of all time. <laughs> well, we went to Laser Quest, which for people down in Tennessee, they know what it is, but essentially it's a laser tag place, but you have to pick a code name when you go into the laser tag arena. Well, there was a pretty attractive girl who was working the front counter. Her, her code name was Pepper Ann. And uh, so when I went to go pick my code name, I picked Pepper Ann. And I said, what do I get if I win? She's like, I don't know. We'll find out. I went in there. It was me and like a bunch of eight-year-olds. And I showed those guys what's up. <laughs> I took first place. I got the trophy. And then I went out to her and I was like, all right, I won. What do I get? And she's like, I don't know. What do you want? I was like, how about a number? And she said, all right. She gave me her number. Oh. Oh, yeah. There we go. A little more successful than Steven was. <laughs> yeah, except uh, I never saw her after that, so <laughs> it oh. didn't actually work out at all. Oh, rough. That's rough. It man. is rough. Yeah, it is rough. <laughs> Anyways, back to back to the topic at hand. Uh, the last thing I was really saying is I would listen to, I guess, not necessarily role models, but people that have taken the strides to break out of their comfort zone, listen to their stories and understand that there is an end to the, the difficulties of, you know, the, the journey of getting out of your comfort zone, the fear, breaking off that fear. Eventually you get better. I used to be scared shitless of performing on stage musically. I don't know if I told the story, but my, my senior year of high school, the first time I ever performed a an original song was at this thing called the multicultural show. I performed it like five times. My voice cracked on stage all five times. It was the most embarrassing thing. It was in front of like my entire high school. And I was, I was here thinking, shit, am I never going to be able to perform live? Is this music thing not going to work for me? Cause I'm just too, I get too nervous, but I kept going out on stage. I kept pushing myself to break those nerves. And then eventually it was just another thing. I didn't get nervous anymore. It was just, it, it became my comfort zone. Like you can keep pushing those ceilings and your comfort zone keeps rising with you. And that's why I think it's so valuable. I agree. That's a good example. I mean, I, I would have given up on so many things if I just let my nerves get the best of me. I mean, I was... I was terrified of the idea of doing stand-up comedy, and then I was doing that internship at the comedy bar on LaSalle here in Chicago, and they said, oh, all right, we need you to write a stand-up and do it tomorrow. I've got to do it for three minutes. And I remember thinking, okay, all right, well, <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable, but I don't want anyone to know that, so I, I practiced it like five times the night before. I wrote it down, you know, went up there, and it didn't go great, but I felt really, really good afterwards, and it made me realize that I can do it if need be. It's not, it's not crippling. It's just, and I bet I could do it again now. I'd be a lot more comfortable. In fact, I actually did. I hosted a comedy show after that because I figured if I could get up on stage once, then I could probably get up on stage for an entire comedy show. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, let's, uh, let's take a break from the comfort zone conversation and just talk uh, a little bit about our last spotlight episode and everything. You want to lead the charge on that? <laughs> yeah, man. Let's, let's do it, man. So, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> You're the host. <laughs> I'm the host. I'm the host. Uh, yeah, so Beneath the Hollow was a heavy metal band that 
we interviewed last week, and super cool guys, just a couple of the members, and uh, Jesse and Tyler, and they were a lot of fun. Made uh, made our jobs pretty easy because they had quick answers for well, everything. Well, hold that on we a said. second. Made our jobs easy. I just want to quick call out here. Tyler <laughs> talks too fucking quiet. Yeah, I'll just actually, say that right <laughs> Actually, you're right. Made my job easy, but since Brandon's the audio editing guy, uh, Tyler, you got you to gotta speak up a little louder. So if you listen to this episode, if you no, say it, that it, you're going to talk loud, how about you actually do it? <laughs> yeah. Before the episode, we were, we were like, hey, guys, uh, you guys talk loud or talk quiet. We just need to... <laughs> kind of prepare for this like oh we talk pretty loud i mean it's all love here we're just giving him shit but tyler talks so quiet he's (laughs) he was such a nice guy was just like dude i gotta edit this audio every single time that you talk because otherwise it sounds like a faint whisper each time i know i know but yeah definitely definitely some nice guys and it was the first time we had like a track on our show we had a couple songs to end the show we had 30 seconds of Beneath the Hollow, uh, the song Killing Floor, super cool, also very heavy, and I was a big fan of that. Yeah, and the, the ending songs, I guess, they were saying that they were songs by their producers' bands, right? Yeah, and they're, they're pretty good, too, actually. I, I didn't listen to them for the first time until the actual episode, but yeah, that was really cool to listen to them, and uh, it got Brandon to open up his mind, because I'm the heavy metal guy, and Brandon's, you know, <laughs> Mr. The Fray, even though he wouldn't even join the band if he got the opportunity, so is he even really a fan? I, I am a fan, but it, it's just like, that's their thing. That, uh, I can't, what am I going to go in and sing like Isaac? Because if no, I do change, that, then no, it's... You're, you could change the name of the band to The Flippin' Fray. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There's my uh, there's my good joke of the day. Um, <laughs> it wasn't good though. <laughs> it wasn't good though. Um, I know I know we don't even have this in our show notes, but also, uh, I was on a podcast called Thought Cops. So uh, at the time of you listening to this episode, it might be out. It may not be out, but you know, sometime around now, uh, I got to be on that show, and that was a lot of fun. Hopefully, you guys laugh. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to. It. I haven't heard it yet, so I'm pretty excited about that. And I'm going on a podcast. I've been on the podcast before, Coffee Talk with Shell. I was on it before the release of my album. She wants to have me back on to talk about the tracks, kind of go track by track. So that'll be uh, Coffee Talk with Shell. You can find her on Instagram if you guys want to listen to the the episode with me talking about that. But uh, really looking forward to the talk, uh, Thought Cops. Um, oh. It's going to be good. Yeah, me too. I I haven't done a, a comedy podcast. That's was uh was interesting. There was a big talk about ducks in it, and I think that's one of my favorite parts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now I'm even more pumped. <laughs> um, another thing that we wanted to bring up was the uh, we've been trying to make an effort to go live a lot lately. We uh, go on Instagram. It's a how long is it? Like an hour long, right? Yeah, hour long. Yeah, so we we kind of decide last minute. We don't. We might end up scheduling it out. Do you think we'll have a scheduled day eventually? Probably. I, I mean, if I had to choose one, I I would. I think Sunday nights are usually pretty good. Yeah, Sunday nights. If you follow us on Instagram at EMG Pod, you'll see us post a. You know, a notification just to let you guys know that we're going to be going live soon. And then, you know, you can you can join us. It's just a good way to interact with you guys because uh, so far our 
uh, responses via email or voicemail haven't been <laughs> the most prevalent. So yeah. if you guys want to get in there and get some questions in, or even this episode was suggested by a person who comes into our live stream, Senya. She suggested us Shout doing out. this episode for uh, breaking out of your comfort zone. So yeah, if you guys want to come in there and we'll uh, have a good chat. Oh yeah, it's it's super fun. It's a lot lot more casual, just kind of hanging out, and uh, we love meeting all the new people. And yeah, we definitely. A, we had a deep talk about Digimon a couple days ago. Oh my <laughs> gosh, yeah, we had a, our nerdiest one by far. A lot of conversations in there about all kinds of anime ish <laughs> cartoon shows from the two thousands and nineties. So uh, yeah, that was that was good stuff, man. Hell yeah. All right, well, let's get back into uh, the conversation at hand. So we've talked so far about the idea of breaking out of your comfort zone. But do you think ultimately, you know, we talked about how comfort zone can be kind of like settling. So do you think that eventually our comfort zone is something that we should strive for? Like there's an ultimate comfort zone. There's an ultimate place where once you accomplish all these things, now you can settle down and be content. So when you say, should we strive for breaking out of our comfort zone. No, no, no. Stri- Wait. No, we talked about the idea of breaking out of your comfort zone, but is the comfort zone, is there an ultimate comfort zone that we should be striving for? Yeah, yeah. So when you say ultimate comfort zone we should be striving for, I'm thinking <laughs> that it doesn't exist to me. Like, I, I can't think of, like, a an exact comfort zone because I think if you establish a comfort zone that you should be striving for, that it's almost contradictory as to what you should be trying to accomplish, which is growth. And I know everyone's going to handle this a little bit differently, but for me personally, I never like to be too comfortable at all. And when I am uncomfortable, it, it like motivates me and provides like a spark and a change. And to me, having a, a comfort zone that I'm, I'm hoping for kind of sounds like a destination. I mean, how, how do you interpret it? No, I agree with you. But the reason I wanted to bring this point up is because I've actually had times in my life where I've been working my ass off and I'm just like, is this ever going to end? Is there ever going to be a time when I can relax uh. and just be content with my life? Just enjoy the things that I have right in front of me. I'm not always trying to strive for something. I'm not always trying to push myself in some way. I can just finally be at peace and just finally enjoying exactly what's in the here and now. That would be, I guess, when I say the ultimate comfort zone, that's what I'm envisioning is that something that we should be striving for? Is that something that exists? I agree with you. I don't think that it actually does exist because I think that I have broken through my comfort zone, gotten to something that I wanted to get to, and then I'm like, sweet, I'm here. I made it to the comfort zone that I wanted to get to. And then I realize I stopped doing all the things that got me there and I fall apart again. <laughs> and so oh, it's yeah. it's like I got I to gotta climb back to the top of where I was at and then find the next comfort. So I feel like it's part of the reason why there's a lot of depression in geriatric people because their whole life they've been striving towards something. And then when you retire, you're like, well, I guess there's nothing else that I can do. I think part of that is because there isn't actually a comfort zone. There isn't actually a place where you can just settle within being a human. I think ultimately 
there's an innate desire to constantly be pushing towards something. You can be content with some things, like you don't want to take things for granted, but I think in some way, shape, or form, you need to be pushing yourself for the rest of your life. I had actually a long conversation with someone about this yesterday, and I think that one of my biggest life lessons that I've had to learn in the last five years or so is the idea of, yes, you should have things you're constantly striving for. And kind of as you said, when you get too comfortable, it almost can be a bad thing. And I think for me personally, I had a bunch of goals that I wanted to get to and then I actually got to them. Like when I say goals, like they were kind of short term. Like I was like, I want to be, you know, here in two years or here in three years. Right. And I got there and I was super proud of myself and I felt great. And as a result of that, I felt like I had reached a destination and then I took the destination for granted and I kind of coasted and things sort of started to fall apart and I had to then build things back up again. And my biggest takeaway from it was exactly as we're talking about here. And it's such a good point and I'm glad we're talking about this because I was very hurt and distraught and trying to figure this stuff out. And the big conclusion that I drew was you can never have destinations in mind. You, they're just, it, it's similar to like checkpoints in a video game where you see something ahead and you want to get there. Well, then when you get there, the level isn't over. It keeps right. going on. So it's a, it's, to me, it's a never-ending level. We're trying to reach your next objective, your next checkpoint. And a lot of people will say that or hear that and think, well, then you're never going to be happy or you're never going to be satisfied. But to me, the, the enjoyment within that is the mission itself. Like exactly. video games aren't just fun when you beat the game. Video ga- the journey of beating the game is what's so fun. And that's the one difference between real life and a video game is you can beat a game, you can't really beat life. But well, it doesn't mean you can't enjoy it along the way. As a gamer myself, I would argue that once you do beat the game, it's not fun anymore because yeah. you don't have anything to do. <laughs> yeah, that too. So yeah, it's a good point. That, that's a really good analogy because it's like the fun is is going through this journey in the game and enjoying this new reality if you can translate that to real life until you die it's a never-ending journey so it's you yes you should have goals you should have checkpoints that you strive towards but then have more checkpoints have more goals continue pushing yourself yes it's going to be fucking scary sometimes it's going to be a shock sometimes to your system and I can't tell you how many times I've like lost sleep over uncomfortability of situations where I'm like, I don't know, I'm going to handle this. There's anxiety, there's whatever. But conquering that and continuing to strive towards something is so rewarding because then I look back and I'm like, holy shit, you remember that time, Stephen, where I was really nervous about using social media? You remember that time that I just did not want to do it? And now I look, I, I'm able to utilize it as a resource rather than something I morally struggle with. That's awesome. I feel great about that. And that's, that's a checkpoint. I'm not going to just stop using social media now that I I met that thing. I'm going to keep trying to learn more things to utilize this tool. I'm going to keep trying to push myself in ways where I can still feel sincere, but also still post content for people who enjoy my music or enjoy this podcast, all that kind of stuff. And that's such a good example. And I think, so that's where I say, you, you know, you you don't want to take for granted the checkpoints you've made along the way because 
you, you want to enjoy this time. We, we had uh, a good friend of yours, Sean Crow on, and he said that every time him and his business partner, Thomas, re- reach a certain goal, they have a shot of scotch or something, you know, to enjoy the journey and the, the checkpoint in which they've received it. I think you should have moments like that. Definitely. If I, if I get ripped as shit and I'm really happy with my results, maybe I have a weekend where I eat whatever fast food I want. And then after I have that moment to really enjoy it, I'm back to enjoying the journey again and striving towards my next physical goal. You know, with music, you know, I, I write a song, I write an album. I'm not done. I made that mistake. I was done with music for a while and thinking, you know, I did the things that I wanted to do. It was a really fun journey, whatever. And then I, I was like, holy shit, music is part of my identity. I can't just ignore that anymore. You know, this isn't... This is honestly, this comfort zone isn't comfortable anymore. So you just got to continuously pushing yourself, understanding that I think the quote you said specifically, the the fun is in the journey, in the mission mm-hmm. itself. It's not once you are done, like in a video game, once you're done, you want to start the video game over so you can experience the journey again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's any any person in life who you look at who has been very successful and is in some place that you might want to get to, I, I guarantee you they must have enjoyed some part of the journey. Because if you don't enjoy if you don't enjoy the journey, I just like I don't think you can be successful if the journey is not something that gets you motivated. Now you're not gonna like every part of the journey. Like there's been lots of there's been plenty of parts of my life where I'm just thinking to myself, did I really have to do that? <laughs> did that have to be a part of the journey? Right. But it did. Ultimately it's it's all a part of it. All right, folks, another time where we're going to set aside for our new segment titled Off the Top, and here is the theme song for you. Off the Top is a segment where here at the Everything Must Go podcast, Stephen and I ask rapid-fire questions, and we have to answer off the top of our heads. Here we go. Stephen, first question. If you were in a freak accident that somehow granted you a power, what would it be, and what's your superhero name? Teleportation, and I'm teleport, Stephen. (laughs) Teleport, Stephen. Lame, lame, lame. All right. You have to be a kitchen utensil for a day. What would you be and why? Uh, a spoon. So I can spoon with the other spoons. Sick. <laughs> Sick. All right. Um, what, uh, oh, have you ever sent a dick pic? And if so, why? If not, why not? Uh, I'm against doing it. Because I think it's stupid and I don't, I don't see why anyone needs to do that <laughs> all right <laughs> okay santa claus dies of an overdose and they, and they need to replace him and you're the only one that can do it do you do it hell yeah i gotta make all those kids happy and i've already got the belly for it right now i gotta grow back out the beard and then put some white dye and everything i'm pretty close i'm close to the santa portrayal here all right if you could go back in time and witness anything in history what would it be and why uh, I want to see the first time that somebody uh, held a uh, Game Boy and, yeah. Sick. <laughs> All right. 
That's the segment. <laughs> With a super sweet answer about holding a Game Boy. I feel like you had a lot of other options here. That was an interesting choice. <laughs> the first time somebody held a Game Boy, all right, that's fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> that might have been the worst answer ever for that question. <laughs> It's it's neither it's neither relevant, funny, or has any like personal connection with me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how oh, your mind man. went to that. I don't, dude, I have no idea. <laughs> All right, we're back at it, folks. All right, so our last question. Our last topic within this episode about breaking out of your comfort zone. Just so we can try to get multiple perspectives. <laughs> what do you think the positives and negatives come with people who live life comfortably? And Steven will need some time to recuperate. Okay, okay. I think I need to get back my composure on this. Okay. Um, the positives of... Living within your comfort zone. I think it's it's safe. So I think that your mind a lot of times is clear. So you're less like emotionally reactive. You're able to. Yeah, you're, you're able. I feel like you're able to like calmly decide on things. Your emotions aren't aren't like screaming at you. The voices in your head telling you, um, you know, to think a certain way. Um, the negatives are you're just not going to change a whole lot. You can't. I don't think you can change a whole lot if you're just going to sit in your comfort zone. I don't think that your confidence within yourself may be what it could be because you're going to feel like you're not living your life to the fullest. And I think you're going to miss out on a lot of things that could make you truly happy. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I'd say positives would be... Man, I got to think about this because especially with our last conversation about an ultimate comfort zone not necessarily being legitimate. I I think yeah. when you're in your comfort zone, I think a lot of times it could you could argue that it's easier to live presently to to really pay attention to the things that are in the here and the now. Because sometimes when you're striving towards things, you do kind of automatically take things for granted. You know, you're out there pursuing something greater and you forget to pay attention to the thing that's right in front of you. I think that's also a humbling experience that you can learn from and try to be better with. But ultimately, when you're in your comfort zone, I think you got a good chance of of being present and, and being part of that stuff. But on the other hand, you could also say when you're in your comfort zone, you can kind of zone out. You you don't have the ability to be present because you're just maybe numb to certain circumstances because you're just going through the same mundane thing over and over and over again, not really growing, not really paying attention to things that could, you know, push you further. So the, I think there's both sides of the coin. You know, I guess it, it, it depends on personality. I do think that this comfort zone thing could really depend on personality. I don't think... I don't think that I personally could just be comfortable with things remaining 
stagnant. I think that I get really restless and need something to shake things up, you know, which is part of I maybe part of being an artist. Like you want to experience things so you can document it in whatever medium you use. But uh, a positive, another positive would be it. I think I think safety and security is nice at times. I think you know it, it probably can can lead to less anxiety at, at times and especially if you've never broken out of your comfort zone you don't really know what the the rewarding feeling feels like of pushing yourself into those fearful states and seeing how you come out of it which I would encourage you do that but if we're going to make the argument about you know safety and security being a positive thing I think being in your comfort zone you get both of those qualities so it, it might be a nice thing to have negatively I again I would say the the flip side of that coin is you know becoming too content one thing I I fear as a person is that I will not have done anything to given back to this world or this this existence so to speak i I know it sounds super corny and probably pretentious no i I get it though yeah i just i just feel like i'm alive you know i i get to enjoy life i have a loving family i you know i've got a a sick dog coda's sweet shout out to coda (laughs) shout out to coda (laughs) and you know there are a lot of things that i really really can say make me happy in my life and so with that privilege I want to use it to you know I I consume those things and I I take them in and absorb them I want to then recreate something out of that and make something as beautiful as I can make it and again I'm sure it, it does sound kind of corny and whatnot but I just think that that's a big purpose that I feel in my life is I want to give back to this existence that's given to me, if that makes sense. Definitely. And I I don't think that's pretentious at all. I think it should be a normal thing in people's head to want to make the world a better place and to want to be there for people and, and to give back to the, especially if you've had a lot of fortunate things happen in your life, you want to make sure that you're able to spread that, like that, spread that positivity and and spread that love because there should be, I I don't know. I, I, it's sort of a side note. I just, I don't like when people try to equate that kind of thinking that you're, you're important or you want to do good things as like pretentious or something. Cause I think it's, it's fine. We need people like that. You need people like me, Steven. Yeah. We, we need people like you. You're the host. I'm the host. You're the host, <laughs> you're the host man. <laughs> cool. I, that's all I had for this uh, topic, unless you had anything else. Any any final thoughts on this stuff? Uh, I wanted to comment one more thing on the positives and negatives that come with living life comfortably. Okay. I wanted to say one other, I guess, positive about living in that comfort zone. I think that maybe I didn't say, I do think that sometimes people end up being successful as a result of being in their comfort zone because they just stick with people who are just like them, and so they they end up becoming what in their minds is successful. I think that there could be a, a positive in that. Um, but I think the really like actual successful and happy people are the ones who actually stepped outside and like pressed onward. 
like did more than than those things because any of those like i don't know jeff bezos the world's richest man i don't think that guy was living in his comfort zone i i like that you brought this up because i think i i would call those maybe it's bold for me to or an overgeneralization for me to say this but i would say those people are just very lucky people <laughs> like they they lived in their comfort zone but everything in their comfort zone just ended up working out and i don't think that the majority of people have that luxury yeah so i think you know and again in in the spirit of trying to talk about what's the best way that we as a mass population can set ourselves up for success I would say most of the time you should push yourself outside of your comfort zone. And I also think the ceiling is lower. Even if things worked out when you're in your comfort zone, you could probably argue that, you know, someone who made it successfully in their comfort zone never pushed past the ceiling. So they're kind of stuck at that level of success unless something else lucky happens. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a really good point because there is something, I mean, if you look around, a lot of people just stay in their comfort zone. We tend to stay with people who are like us. <laughs> and and that's unfortunately what creates a lot of the bigotry in the world and creates a lot of the issues is yes. we get comfortable with the kind of people that we're like. And we think if anyone else is different than us, that we should do something to either push ourselves away from them or attack them. And it's just not a good way to do things because if we could step outside of our comfort zone – we would realize that we're all actually okay. Well, most of us. Yeah. Most of us are okay. There's some dickheads yeah. out there that I don't want anything to do with. <laughs> with Steven being one of them. No. No, I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, but I think you bring up a valid point. I, I think another bad thing is, you know, when you stay in your comfort zone because you get so content with your life and, and everything that's kind of in your bubble, mm -hmm. you kind of develop apathy altogether for things outside of your even if you're not attacking it or you're not, you know, there are some injustices in the world that should have people that have lived a comfortable life standing up for or, you know, standing, you know, fighting the battle with because they have the privilege to do so. And so it's the apathy, I think, can be part of the problem and can be equated to ignorance in a lot of circumstances as well. Definitely. Um, any, so do you have any final thoughts that we have not discussed on this episode? No, I guess ultimately, I, well, I said no, but then I'm going to give a final thought. <laughs> yes. I so, yes you do. <laughs> <laughs> so my final thought is for people that struggle with this, cause I've known people who are so paralyzed of their fear to do something that, that really scares them, really shocks their system, kind of creates anxiety. I, I think anxiety and that kind of stuff can be looked at at different, different areas. You know, if you have anxiety, that's just this constant state because you're in a toxic situation, that's one kind of anxiety that you should avoid. I think an anxiety that comes from something that is risky or you're kind of afraid of for the moment because you don't know how it's going to turn out. I think that's when you should push yourself to do those things. I think that's the challenge. That's your gut saying, see how far you can take me. And that's where the reward is going to be so much greater than if you just sat back in your comfort zone and just always did the same things. And I know people that are just like, you know, why do you care about this? Just 
you know, I'm completely content, but then I hear them complaining about the most mundane things and how they're, they start to feel depressed and stuff. And it's like, I, I, I get that you're feeling depressed because I've been there before. I've, I've been in a place where I just let myself be satisfied with, I guess, a level that was less than what I thought I, I could be capable of at one point. And then it just kind of becomes that vicious cycle I'm talking about. So understand that at the end of the day, that anxiety is is sometimes a sign to push forth and push past. And that put breaking out of your comfort zone is a journey that can be way more rewarding than if you just constantly stay within it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think my final thought here is my my self-confidence and the times of my life that I've felt the best, I, I would say that me stepping out of my comfort zone has basically attributed to, or was the reason why that I felt so much better about myself and overcoming the things that I was afraid of ended up being the, the catalyst for me feeling much better about myself as a person and gave me that confidence to do a lot more things and, yeah, I would just recommend anyone do it. Because it's dope. It's dope, dude. It's fucking sick, Yeah, dude, definitely. You know? Let's break out of your comfort zone, yeah, dude. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Well, <laughs> if you did enjoy this episode, you can find us on Instagram at EMGPod, as well as Twitter at EMGPod. You can also send us an email with your thoughts, comments, questions, jokes, any of that stuff. Uh, our email is emgpod at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 513-427-EMG5. The episode after this one is our spotlight that you can listen to tomorrow. It's our spotlight with Rob Kowalski, and it is a good one. So I highly recommend you guys listen to that because uh, a, lot of good, uh, a lot of good talk about some, uh, some sex stuff. <laughs> some sex stuff. Well, specifically not doing Spe- sex. Specifically stuff. not doing it. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for listening to this episode, and we will talk to you soon. Take it easy. <laughs>